on the record on news talk Yes, you're very welcome back to On The Record. Kieran Cudahy with you until one o'clock today. 53106 is the text number. That will cost you 30 cent. Or you can get me on Twitter at Kieran Cudahy. Donald Fallon is going to be here in about 40 minutes time talking about Gaelic Sunday. It's an incredible event that happened 100 years ago. And I think Donald wants it repeated in August this year. He'll tell us all the details and exactly what we could do uh, to make that happen in about, as I said, 40 minutes time. As well, Richie McCormick is going to be in to chat through today's big sports stories and all the stories in today's Sunday newspapers on the sports pages the back pages that is Uh, before all of that though it is of course uh, the final few days of the referendum campaign this day next week it will all be over Uh, there are undecided still out there though so I hope they uh, open up their ears tune in listen because with me in studio right now is Abigail Malone Save the Eighth spokesperson Abigail very welcome to the programme thank you so much for having me Uh, Grony Gilmore I should say uh, from Lawyers for Yes is going to be here in a few minutes time as well advocating a, a yes vote you're here advocating a no vote Abigail why? Yeah so I'm here to just kind of help the Irish people remember and realise the facts that you know what we're being asked on May 25th is to remove the last and final right to life and the only constitutional right that an unborn child in Ireland would have and so I know that there's been many messages on, on, on either side of the campaign, but I think that that one reality and that one fact and that one question that is being asked is, do you want Irish children in the womb to have not a single right ever again in Ireland? And do you want to let politicians legislate for abortion in the next six months, the next six years, the next 60 years, who knows, even the next 600 years. Because if we remove the Eighth Amendment, the Irish people will never have a say again on abortion in Ireland. So, yeah, so I think that that's why I'm here to to help people just hear the actual fact and hear the question that on Friday they're going to be asked, do you as an Irish person want to remove the last and final right to life and the last and final right that an unborn child in Ireland has? And I think most people would agree and would realise that that is a really extreme question and that to leave Ireland in that place uh, where unborn children have no rights, that, that they're not happy with that and so they will vote no on May 25th. Irish people will never have a say again on abortion. Explain that to me. Yeah, so like essentially the Eighth Amendment is in our, obviously we all know it's in our constitution and so we have, we as as Irish people, if we want the constitution changed, we're having a referendum, mm. hence why we're here today. And so once we say, yeah, if we, if the Eighth is repealed and if the this referendum succeeds, as one may say, and if a yes vote is carried in, we are giving politicians complete and utter control to legislate for abortion in Ireland. But we pick those politicians. Yes, completely. And I totally agree with that. And we obviously pick politicians. And I think that obviously we're saying, like I would say that on this matter, we can't trust politicians because of the legislation that they've put forward. I'm not saying outright we cannot trust politicians day, night, noon and morning. I vote. I vote for my local councillors. I vote for my local TDs. I vote because I want them to represent me. Mm. But I think that I can't cannot trust politicians on this matter because I have seen the very first and initial legislation that they want to bring in, which is abortion on but demand you, for 12 weeks. Do you trust politicians who are pro-life and have maintained that pro-life position? Do you trust, you know, Ronan Mullen? Do you trust Matthew McGrath? Do you trust Michael McGrath in Fianna Fáil and, yeah. and, and others in Jack Chambers? Well, do you listen, trust them? Listen. John Paul Phelan in, in Fine Gael yeah. is pro-life. Do you trust them? Well, this, well, this is what I would say. is like, we are being asked... We are. If you're, no, we are being asked 
to trust politicians on a life and death issue. I have no problem trusting politicians with like education policies, but this is not even policy. This is a matter of life and death. So if you're actually asking me today, do I trust somebody in government with a life and death issue that I actually can have a say on now? Or do I want to give politicians the complete say over life and death for the rest of my life and for the and once it's gone it's gone once that constitutional protection is gone if I want to give them complete say over a life and death issue well that is a really big question I'm not saying that I don't trust politicians what I'm saying is I don't trust uh, no, politicians you, said you don't trust them no no if you well then let me clarify I don't trust politicians on this issue and I'll give you a perfect example one being uh, Simon Coveney he was against the 12 weeks and now he's for the 12 weeks so if you want to trust politicians who flip flop on such an important matter of life and death well that's fine but, but I do you certainly trust, do you trust those politicians who as you would say haven't flip-flopped yeah but they're not the ones putting forward this legislation Karen. no, but, put it, no, no but, but my point is that you, essentially you're saying you don't trust it's not that you don't trust politicians on this issue you don't trust certain politicians who've changed their mind you can always change those politicians you have a right at the next election to change them yeah but I don't have a right haven't changed you're, their you're spot on I have a right at the next election to vote in a TD what I don't have a right on after May 25th if the 8th is repealed I never have a right as an Irish person to put forward my views on whether the unborn babies in Ireland should have rights. And that's it at the end of the day, because we can go on talking about politicians, we can go on talking about legislation, and we can go on talking about this personality and that personality who changed his mind and he's up and he's down and he's around and who knows where he is. But at the end of the day, the Irish people are listening to this, have one decision to make, and that is if they want to remove any constitutional right that an unborn child in Ireland has. And that is what they're being asked to do on Friday. And for many people, that goes way too far. It's just a step too far. The, the idea, though, that this is kind of put to bed for forever uh, after Friday, say if if, um, if there's voters in favour of repealing the 8th, that, that that's it, that it's done and does it. That, that's not the experience elsewhere where abortion and abortion rights and, and competing rights to life are are, are live election issues every time there's an election. And I'm thinking of the United States, say, in particular, where, it, it, you know, it's, it's a constant issue um, on the hustings. Yeah. Would it not be the case that it would always be an election issue here, that we will always, that, that parties and politicians will now always have an abortion stance because they now have the, possi- the, 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 the power, they would possibly have the power to change the law. Well, our own, um, like Leo Vradker, our own, our own Taoiseach, he said this is once in a generation vote. So for that reason, I don't think that it's going to pop up at every single local or national election. So for that, to quote our own... like, Well, he's advocating a yes vote, so I guess that's partly politicking, though. He's kind of saying well, to that's, people... But is that not the whole point here? On He's partly politicking, so I'm not going to trust Leo Vradker if he's on, on this issue. So you've just exemplified the point that you're actually trying to like tell me that isn't true. Like I don't trust him on this issue because he is, politi- because he is a politician. Maybe he's saying what people want to hear. I don't know. But this is a life and death issue. And for that reason, on this issue, I do not feel comfortable giving complete control to politicians in this matter of life and death to, to legislate when abortion will be allowed, on what grounds or on no grounds. And I, like I said, and I'll reiterate that point, I don't trust them not in, not out of just, I'm just deciding not to trust them. I don't trust them because I've seen the legislation that they put forward. And for Ireland to go from a place which recognises the equal right to life of the mother and the unborn child to, get, to then go to a country which allows for abortion on demand for the first 12 weeks, then abortion up to the first 
up to six months of a pregnancy um, on vague and undefined mental health and health grounds and also up to term on, on various um, like conditions that have been diagnosed. And so for that reason, I don't trust them. And for that reason, I think that the Irish people should vote no. Now, I, I'm sure Grania in a few minutes time is going to disagree with that uh, characterisation of the kind of vague uh, mental yeah. health grounds. Uh, but by and all means, Grania can disagree it with. But, on, but during this week, there was 26 consultants, psychiatrists came out to... They themselves, Grani can disagree as a lawyer, but these consultant psychiatrists, 26 of them came out and said that the government has not even defined yeah, mental health. You, a, a feature of this campaign is if one side points out a, a, an expert, the other side has a corresponding expert. There's psychiatrists on both sides, there's obstetricians and gynaecologists on both sides, there's lawyers on both sides. Okay, but what there isn't is a definition of mental health in the legislation. And that's what there's not. And I'd love for Grania to come in and point out the definition because it's not there. So we can point, we can say what one side or the other says, but there is no definition of mental health. And for that reason, it's vague and it's dangerous. What about the argument, uh, and we've talked about trusting politicians, that the yes side would make that it's about trusting women, that this is what we need to do in this country and that we haven't been doing it thus far. Well, I... I Personally, I wouldn't agree with that. And I, I, I think that that's a slogan that has been put out there, that it's about trusting women um, on abortion. And it's we're actually, in a sense, like I've said, we're actually not being asked to trust women. And we're not even, in a sense, being asked to trust doctors. We are being asked to trust politicians. So I don't really think that that, that, that is accurate and I don't really think it's not that I don't trust women I'm a young woman myself like it's not that I have no trust in myself to make a decision but I'm actually being asked on May 25th to trust politicians to legislate for abortion going forward What about the argument then as well that abortion does exist in this country but the Irish solution to the Irish problem we've outsourced it Well yeah like obviously there like as you've said like if if women in Ireland are choosing to go for an abortion I think that that's uh, a really sad and I really feel for women who are in that place that they feel that the only option that they have is to go abroad to seek a termination of pregnancy you know that's that that must be absolutely like horrendous and so difficult and utterly conflicting and really really difficult place to find yourself in and in that case I would say that that we as Irish people and we as, as as people who elect politicians need to ask them, can we put in better supports? Can we can we can we support women in a better way to so that that is not the only option that, that they feel like they have. And also, yes, you're saying like, OK, if women are going abroad, well, then are, are they already not bringing like is abortion not already happening in Ireland? If we legislate and if we repeal the Eighth Amendment and if the legislation that, that Simon Harris has put forward is brought in, abortion will become part of our culture and it will become um, an option that is like the first um Arguably, and I say this in inverse commas, healthcare option that is given to women when they're when they're That's pregnant. The, fir- the first option is uh, is just keep the carry the baby to term. Like nowhere, nowhere in the world are the majority of pregnancies ended by abortion. No, I'm sorry. Well, let so me, is that the f- no? Yeah, but well, no, but John McGurk as well. I've heard this as it used that phrase. The first option. It's not the first. Op- the first option is, uh, and the assumed option would be that uh, that that uh, uh, the pregnancy goes on naturally because the majority of pregnancies everywhere, even where there are liberal abortion laws, are carried through the term. Okay, well, then let me clarify. I'm talking about the first option when women feel like they do not want to carry out their pregnancy. Obviously. 
Kieran. I'm not saying that every woman who walks in pregnant into a GP clinic or a hospital clinic is said, oh, you were really trying for that baby and now I'm just going to put out an offer of abortion. Obviously, I'm not saying that. Clearly, I'm talking about women who feel like abortion not, is their option. John McGurk this morning. Well, this I'm here talking said, to you, Kieran, you know, and I'm the, Abigail. The that's just what is, I'm saying. So if you want to talk to John McGurk and question him, then by all means. But Both in the same campaign, put, put surely your answer what's, about your, what's your point? What's your question? The, 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 the point I'm making is that this idea that it's the first option, that it's John McGurk. Well, have I not just clarified that? Have I not just clarified? So he was wrong. He he was misspeaking, No, well, I think you've totally taken him him out of context. Clearly, we as Save the Eighth Campaign are not saying that a pregnant woman who... Um, is like wanting to keep that baby is going to be offered an abortion the first thing she walks into the that. The first question won't fir- be, are you keeping it? Well, wh- how am I to know? How am I to say that? But at the end of the day, this is the whole point, is that we don't know because the GPs haven't even been consulted by Minister Harris on this issue. The medical professionals who Minister Harris wants to roll out this liberal abortion regime with hasn't even been consulted on this and said do you want to ask that question do you want to refer do you want to provide the abortion pill so you're dead right nobody actually knows and it is vague here on and you're spot on to point that out and I think that that is actually a really key part of the this whole debate that it's unclear and it's undefined and we don't know what actually this legislation will even look like because Minister Harris hasn't consulted with GPs all across Ireland on this issue who he expects to carry this um, to carry this so-called service out in Ireland yeah, finally, because uh, we've talked about, we mentioned, I suppose, going to the UK and the numbers yeah. uh, going to the UK, I think about 3,200 in 2016, which is the most recent figures that are available. Uh, the other uh, cohort of people procuring an abortion uh, that have been a feature of the debate have been people using abortion pills. And, yeah. and, and some of those politicians that uh, have changed their mind or, as you say, have flip-flopped, have, have, co- have talked about that and, you know, referred to that as, you know, the game-changer for them. That, that's their explanation. Yeah. For some of them, not all of them, some of them, for how they've changed their mind. The idea that, uh, that look, it, it's no longer even a case that it's outsourced. It's actually just happening, but it's happening in kind mm-hmm. of in bedrooms or bathrooms around mm-hmm. the country and it's it's unsafe and it's illegal. So let's make it accept the reality but let's make it safe and legal and put in place all the safeguards you're talking about to make it Mm -hmm. as rare as possible but acknowledge that it's happening here in Ireland and we need to ensure that women aren't putting themselves in danger when they do it. Yeah, so there's a few things I would say to that. Firstly, many people on the the yes side have come out and said that it that these abortion pills are extremely dangerous and that women will be criminalised for up to 14 years in prison. Firstly, no woman has ever been criminalised for taking an abortion pill. Secondly, if these abortion pills are so dangerous, then I'd ask why... Um, one of the politi- one of the prompt- prominent politicians in Ireland went all around to all the universities in Ireland handing out abortion pills on a bus to vulnerable students in Ireland. So you can ask her that maybe sometime. Then thirdly, I would say that if abortion, if these abortion pills are being... T- taken in Ireland, that again we need to come back to the fact and the reality that on May 25th we're not even being asked about this question. We're being asked if we want to trust politicians to legislate for abortion on demand for the foreseeable future. And I would also say that in Ireland, even these obviously we can't 100% define and get a 100% clear picture on the amount of abortions that do take place. But the abortions in Ireland have been decreasing year on year because we are providing more supports, because we are getting better. And we need to be asking our government to do more, to help more and and to help women in these crisis pregnancies more. When you say the numbers of abortions have been declining year on year, that's based on the figures people travelling abroad. 
Yes, and well, isn't like, that the argument though that that actually have, that those figures are just being replaced by people who are using pills here? Well, that, that's that's a kind of exactly what I was saying as well. It's very hard. It's very hard to get a, a, an accurate picture. We we don't actually know an accurate number. But so we can't say they've been declining year well, on year. Well, what we do, we know what, they're less travelling to the UK year well, on year. Okay, fair enough. But that's what I'm saying. That abortions seem to be like from what we know, as I have said, being reducing year on year. And at the end of the day, we can talk about these kind of like obviously very real and very um, personal stories and that's very real for women all across Ireland but that's actually not the the, the crux the, the necessary one point that, that we're being asked to vote on on May 25th. It's a step too far what the government has put in and it's abortion on demand for the first 12 weeks of pregnancy and abortion thereafter on vague grounds. Abigail Malone, Save the Eight spokesperson. Abigail, thanks a million for coming in this thanks morning. As I said, Grani Gilmore from Lawyers for Yes will be with us after the break. On the record. On the record. On news talk.